Hello, hello, and welcome to Penguins To Go, your daily dose of Pittsburgh Penguins news and analysis. You can find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Nick Berlansky, and the Pittsburgh Penguins enter this week in a precarious position when it comes to the Stanley Cup playoffs. They are currently on the outside looking in, although they did get a little bit of help from their cross-state rivals, the Philadelphia Flyers, who beat the Florida Panthers in regulation yesterday evening, putting the Penguins back with one game in hand, only one point behind the Florida Panthers for that last playoff spot. But the point is, with Evgeny Malkin, Sidney Crosby, Jake Gensel, Ricard Raquel, Jason Zucker, all of those guys, even Chris Letang, having the seasons that they're having, the Pittsburgh Penguins should not be in the position they're in where they're probably going to have to wait until the last game of the season to know whether or not they'll be playing playoff hockey this spring. And the question then becomes, you know, because everybody loves to play the blame game. Ron Hextall is, is catching the brunt of it, right? On the ice, it's probably Tristan Jari, Brian Dumoulin, Jeff Carter, they're all catching a lot of blame night in and night out, day in and day out, on every radio station, on every print publication, on every social media site. Those are usually the guys that are catching the brunt of it. And from time to time, you see questions arising about the head coach. So I want to ask that question and pose that question here over the next 10 to 15 minutes. How liable is Mike Sullivan for the Pittsburgh Penguins' struggles this season. They're fighting for their playoff lives with 11 games left to go, 12 games left to go. It's not a great position to be in, especially, like I said off the top, when you consider how great Sidney Crosby has been, Evgeny Malkin has been, Jason Zucker's having a fantastic season in a contract year. Jake Gensel has quietly put up another 30-goal season. How are the Penguins in this spot? Now, part of that is because the Eastern Conference has been very good this season, but I think we can all agree that the Pittsburgh Penguins have not played up to standard. Whether that be because they weren't built to play up to their normal standard, they just don't have the players, or that be just because they're not performing to the level that they should be. And at the end of the day, that falls on the coach if it's the latter. So let's look at what he's really doing wrong and what he doesn't have a hand in that's going wrong for this organization. Does he have a say in player decisions? Normally you would think that it is a tandem work. Picking players you would think that general managers go to their coaches and say, hey, what do you think we need? Because that's the best way to do it. Open dialogue, open communication. That's how every workplace should work, correct? There have been rumors that the communication is not that great between those two, but that's all speculation at this point. Nothing concrete, so we can't really dive into that. But what we do know is Mike Sullivan wanted Jacob Chikrin. And a lot of the Penguins fan base wanted Jacob Chikrin. But most importantly, Mike Sullivan was looking and was hoping that the Penguins would go out there and grab the 24-year-old left-shot defenseman. 
that would immediately become their best defenseman on the left side under contract possession and be the best guy probably on the ice on the blue line. He would certainly go toe-to-toe with Latang for that title. But Hextall, for the longest time, was just unwilling to give away the draft capital. Now, at the end of the day, the Penguins were in on Jacob Chikrin down to basically the last moment. You saw them shedding salary. You saw them creating cap space, and they just weren't able to get it done in time. The Teddy Bluger trade was performed two hours after Jacob Chikrin had already been traded to the Ottawa Senators. Now, if Bluger was gone beforehand, would Chikrin have been a Penguin? That's revisionist history. We don't know. At the end of the day, the Arizona Coyotes didn't want to take on salary, and and that's probably what stopped the Penguins. But we move on. The point being, not all of the personnel is Mike Sullivan's decision. In fact, job description-wise, most of the player personnel, when it comes to who's actually on the NHL roster, job description-wise, that's Ron Hextall. So we can't really hold that against Mike Sullivan, at least not that much. What else couldn't he control? The poor contracts that have been signed. Kasperi Kapanen, last summer. Jeff Carter, before this year, last season. Brock McGinn, when he was brought in before last season. What else couldn't he control? Better players being traded away that haven't worked out. You know, you go way back. Jared McCann being traded to protect him. Or to to not lose him for nothing, let's say. Brandon Tanev. Lost him because they didn't protect him in the expansion draft. Mike Matheson last summer. That trade is not great. Not great when you consider what the left side of the Penguins defense looked like on Monday and will look like for the foreseeable future with the injuries to Marcus Pedersen, Dmitry Kulikov. It doesn't look great on the left side of the Penguins defense. Let's put it that way. It would look a lot better if Mike Matheson was out there for the Penguins. And John Marino, let's be honest, those two trades, which we can get into another day, have not worked out in the least. Ty Smith has potential. Ty Smith is on the shelf. As far as what's helping this team this season, that hurt this team way more than it'll ever help it. The Mike Matheson deal, I would say the same thing. Matheson is a better defenseman than Jeff Petrie this season. And while Ryan Paling is nice, getting Ryan Paling for the price of a really good, potentially top-pairing defenseman... Not worth it. The other thing that Mike Sullivan couldn't control, but it's certainly making an impact on this season, is running back the same goaltending duo for three-plus seasons and seeing the same results. Injuries, inconsistencies, and not flat-out playing well enough in important moments. So that's what Mike Sullivan couldn't control. But I'm not here to stand up and say, you know what, Mike Sullivan isn't responsible for any of these issues. Because there are other issues he certainly is responsible for, and it's certainly making a negative impact on this team. First and foremost, Brian Dumlin's continued usage as a top-pairing defenseman. He spent the first quarter of the season stapled to Chris Letang. And it was not going well. Then he got demoted, playing a little bit better. Injuries here, injuries there. He plays a little bit better on a third-pairing role with Jan Ruda. All of a sudden, 
He's a top-pairing defenseman again. Meanwhile, P.O. Joseph had been having a very good rookie season. Okay, you don't want to trust the rookie up there. They're two guys that like to move the puck in Joseph and Latang. Marcus Pedersen has been your arguably best, but definitely at least your second-best defenseman all season long. He's the defensive style. He can move the puck pretty well, and he should be able to be a good defenseman to put next to Chris Letang. They refused to really do that until later in the season. You saw what Pedersen and Letang were turning into. It was looking like they were finally starting the mesh, and then unfortunately, Pedersen gets hurt in that really pivotal 7 to nothing, 6 to nothing loss against the New York Rangers. That's the biggest loss that they took, was losing Marcus Pedersen in that game. So the continued loyalty and trust of Brian Dumoulin is baffling. And at the end of the day, it hurt the Pittsburgh Penguins. Because if you could have had Marcus Pedersen build a rapport with Latang early in the season, then in these games where it matters most, you don't have to trust only Brian Dumoulin to go out there and play alongside your top defenseman. So that's one thing. Speaking of loyalty, I think you all know where I'm going with this. The loyalty to Jeff Carter is unfathomable. Why? Why? He really brings nothing to the table. Except for the memeable amount of times that we have all heard him, and by him I mean Mike Sullivan, say, you know what? He's a face-off guy. He's great at those face-offs. He goes out there against really important, really tough talent. He wins the faceoffs. He does important things for us. Pause. He goes out there against really good opponents. Even if this is Jeff Carter, when you initially acquired him a couple seasons ago, he shouldn't be going out there against really tough opponents. That should be Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin. I know Malkin's not the bell of the ball defensively, but shouldn't you be matching up best on best? At the very least, when you have two lines of best, putting Sidney Crosby, a guy who has gotten countless Selkie votes in his career and continues to be impressive in the defensive zone as time goes on, shouldn't he be the guy that's going out there against some of the best talent? At least somebody rather than Jeff Carter, who has struggled all season long, should not be out there. So the deployment is questionable. The usage of face-offs to continue hammering home that this player brings value to the team when clearly he doesn't bring very much, if any, is just mind-boggling. Because you can ask anybody across the National Hockey League, Is Mike Sullivan a top 10 coach in the NHL? I would venture that 95% or more of people would say yes. Mike Sullivan is one of the best in the league right now. Mike Sullivan is probably one of the top three, if not the top coach in the history of the Pittsburgh Penguins. He certainly has the resume for it. And the Penguins have had a handful of very good coaches. Say what you will about Dan Bilesma's postseason performances as a coach. He was a good regular season coach. Badger Bob Johnson went one for one. We'll never know what he would be able to do with that team in the 90s. If, of course, not for his untimely passing. Craig Patrick coached this team. Eddie Johnston coached this team. 
Scotty Bowman coached this team. There have been a lot of good coaches. Mike Sullivan's name is up there for a reason. So his continued loyalty to Jeff Carter in the face of such poor performance is mind-boggling to me. Not even that, but we've seen this season, even with guys that Sully likes, like Kasperi Kapanen, when you're struggling night after night, week after week, Sully has shown this season that he'll bench you. Right? You'll get a string of healthy scratches. You need to figure your game out because we can't afford to have you on the ice. Because Barry Kapanen, multiple times this season. Danton Heinen, that's basically been his entire season. But as Jeff can Jeff Carter continues to struggle, while the Pittsburgh Penguins have options at center, Mikhail Granlin can now play third-line center. Ryan Paling started there on Monday. Drew O'Connor can also play center. You have all of these options. Did I say Ryan Paling? Yes, I said Ryan Paling. You have all of these options now. Maybe beforehand you could say, all right, well, they didn't really have anybody that could play third-line center. Bluger they tried there. It didn't work. They really didn't have many other players there. Poulin earlier in the season played there. Of course, he missed some time, as we talked about last week. Hollander got two games in the show. Jonathan Gruden got four games, if I'm remembering correctly. But they didn't really have anybody. But now that they have people, they have players that can step into that role. Jeff Carter still doesn't get one healthy scratch or just try to get his mind right, try to send a message like, hey, you need to be better. Scratch Jeff Carter once in favor of Alex Nylander. I think you're going to spark something in him, right? I heard Bob Airy talking on 93.7 The Fan yesterday, and he said, sometimes these guys, you know, you notice that when they come back from being healthy scratch, they have a little extra jump. Danton Heinen has shown that a couple times. Even Kasperi Kapanen when he was with the team. When he came back from being on the healthy scratch for so long, he showed some jump. He scored a hat trick in the second game back after being healthy scratch for a handful. Sometimes that's what these players need, to be sat down and told, listen, what you're doing is not working, and you're going to watch a couple games from the press box. Now, it's crunch time. It's a little late to be doing that. But it's baffling to me that Jeff Carter never got one healthy scratch. And it took until this point of the season for him to be demoted to the fourth line. That's one of the major things that goes against Mike Sullivan. And the last thing I'll mention here is the lack of opportunity that he provides for younger players. He has such a quick hook on these young players. He doesn't have patience for them. We've seen it in the history of Mike Sullivan. He never really trusted Yusso Ricola when he was here. He really didn't. These young players are going to make mistakes. And that's the one thing that Mike Sullivan preaches is mistake-free hockey. This Penguins team has not lived up to that in any corner of the lineup. Mistakes, in fact, is probably what's put them in the position most. Part of that might be because the roster's not that good. I said on yesterday's episode of the Tip of the Iceberg that this is probably the second worst roster in the history of of Sidney Crosby's career. The worst in Crosby-Malkin collectively because Malkin wasn't there Crosby's rookie year and I, I still contend that that's the worst roster I've ever seen with Sidney Crosby on it. 
But the lack of opportunity for these young players, the lack of chances they're given, because you make a mistake as a young player, you're not getting very many other opportunities. Drew O'Connor has broken the mold there. He's worked hard enough to earn the trust of Mike Sullivan to be able to make a mistake and still get ice time. But that's the exception to the rule. It takes a long time for these young players to earn Mike Sullivan's trust, which a lot of people will say that's weird because when Mike Sullivan first came to the Penguins, the big thing was he was bringing a lot of youth with him. Connor Sherry, Jake Gensel in year two, Brian Russ was brought up, Tom Kunakel, Scott Wilson, all of these players ended up being material pieces of back-to-back Stanley Cup championships. So why now is he shying away from the youth? Well, one of the big reasons is those guys were already his guys because Sullivan coached all of them in Wilkes-Barre and just brought them with him when he came up. The trust was already there. And at that moment, you have the trust in the youth and you automatically trust Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Chris Letang, those guys. Flurry at that point. Murray came up at that point. You have the trust there. So that's why the youth was trusted there. But you look at it this year. Nylander being the most recent example, six games and he's already taken a healthy scratch. I know that, listen, we talked about him yesterday, so you can go back to that episode and hear our thoughts on Alex Nylander, but he brought something that some of the other guys that are playing over him don't really bring, but the Pittsburgh Penguins need. They need more offense. Now, they need more finishing, which he hasn't brought, but still. Jonathan Gruden barely got a shot. Philip Hollander played two games. Two. What are you going to see in two games? Even Drake Kajula. I'm not big on Drake Kajula. I, I didn't want to see him get a spot shot. I wanted to see other players get a shot over him. But he really wasn't given a fair shake when he was up here. Played, what, two games and five or six minutes in each game? Eight minutes at most? That's not a real shot. That's not a real opportunity. And the guy that I pound the table for every single time that we talk about young players in this organization, Valtteri Pustinen has not even been recalled once. Played one game last year. Spent the entire first 10 days of training camp playing alongside Jake Gensel and Sidney Crosby. They haven't even given that kid a sniff. They've just left him up there in Scranton. The Electric City? Yeah, that's that's where Valtteri Pustin is going to reside until we need him probably, what, a year and a half from now? When he's one of the leading goal scorers in Wilkes-Barre and the Pittsburgh Penguins checks notes, oh, one of their biggest issues is goal scoring. Makes sense. So, he is not absolved from this. I don't think there is a whole lot that he is liable for when it comes to the roster construction. I I think Hextall does a lot of that on his own. But some of the decisions, Brian Dumlin, Jeff Carter, a failure to use any youth, some of the line combinations that he's put out there, you just shake your head and say, why? Right? understandably he wants to keep that top six together. But when Nylander has shown that he can keep up in the top six and you can drop a Raquel or a Rust, you got to do it. Because I get that he's not working with much, right? Ron Hextall hasn't given him much. But I don't think he's made the most out of what he's been given either. So everybody's liable for this season, to be completely honest. If your name's not Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, you know, the top, basically the top six. Although Brian Rustin and Jake Gensel have had their their scoreless droughts and their droughts that have not been good. 
Rust is in the middle of one right now. The top six is basically the only group of people that have not been liable this season. And you could argue Chris Letang's in that group too. But everybody else, training staff, coaches, front office, they're liable for where the Pittsburgh Penguins are at. You just have to hope that they can get out of it. But all of this to say also, he's not going anywhere. Like, if you're going to call for Mike Sullivan's job, you're going to waste your breath. Fenway Sports Group absolutely loves this guy. Makes sense, right? New England coach, New England ownership group, they mesh. Yeah, the mass holes stick together. <laughs> it's exactly what happens. Sullivan signed a three-year extension before this season that does not kick in until after next season. So yeah, he's not on the chopping block. He's not on the hot seat. Hextall might be. Mike Sullivan is not. We'll have to see how the rest of this season shapes out. But let's just say Mike Sullivan is not absolved from any of this. And some of his questionable decision-making is going to be held against him for seasons to come. Especially with Jeff Carter having another year on his contract. But that's going to do it for this episode of Penguins to Go. Thank you so much for tuning in. Find us on YouTube at Inside the Penguins or anywhere you get your podcast from. Don't forget, download, subscribe. That shows a little bit of love to us because all we like to do here at Tip of the Iceberg slash Penguins to Go slash Inside Penguins, all of all of the places that you find our content, we love to give love to you. So that's going to do it for this one. Hopefully the Penguins pull out a nice uh, couple of victories here on the road against Central Division opponents. We'll see you guys next time.